Listener Production. Shares. Market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. Motley Fool Money. Stock of the Week. G'day Fools, I'm Scott Phillips, the Motley Fools Chief Investment Officer, and welcome to another episode in our increasingly large library of very popular content, in particular this week, Motley Fools Stock of the Week, where we cover one of the buy recommendations from the Motley Fools universe of those buy recommendations to you for free via YouTube and via the Motley Fool Money podcast feed. I'll tell you more about both of those in a few minutes. The first thing I want to tell you, though, is how to take and use this advice. I say it every week and every week I say it's important. So if you're still listening and if you kept listening, thank you very much. You know what I'm about to say. If you're new to this or if you just haven't remembered or haven't internalized it, here we go. First thing, this is general advice only, not personal advice. We will give you a buy recommendation, but you need to work out whether it's right for you. That's super important. Second thing, we are long-term investors. We don't know or have a view on what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next month or even next year. We are looking out three to five years, even beyond that to find companies we think are going to be market-beating stocks. Don't take our recommendations and try and make money tomorrow or the day after. If you do, you're lucky. If you don't, you're unlucky. We're looking to the long term. We're pretty good over that time frame, at least. Our track record suggests we are. Past performance is no guarantee, of course, but keep that long-term perspective. Lastly, we're recording this in the first couple of weeks of September of 2021. If you're listening to this podcast or watching this video sometime after that, our views may have changed. Now, we're bringing you stocks we think uh, well, hopefully not going to have a lot of change to them. We are convicted out on, in the long-term prospects of these businesses, but we don't know what circumstances might occur between now and whenever you're watching this or listening to this. And of course, that view may have changed. So use the information. Just remember, of course, that we do reserve the right to change our minds when the information changes because to do anything else would be completely crazy. I'm joined by Andrew Leggett, a regular contributor to these videos, a very valued member of the team, a smart bloke besides, and a nice guy. That's a pretty good group of uh, attributes, Leggett. So thank you very much for spending some time with us on this Stock of the Week episode. And you're bringing us a company that, well, I kind of know a little bit about, you've spoken a little bit about, but I've got to say I'm not super across. I think I know the business or I think I know what it does and how it does it, but I'm interested to find out more from you directly. The company, of course, drum rolls please, is Hypages. And the code on the ASX is HPG, H for hotel, P for papa, G for golf, HPG on the ASX. Mate, let's just start with an overview of Hypages, the company. What is it that the business does? Well, I thought I might do this slightly differently. And rather than just jump into what they do, I might take a little bit of a ride in the DeLorean and we'll go back in time. You know, those days before... <laughs> okay. Those days before the internet existed and what we had, if you wanted to go and find a tradie to come and do something in your house, you had to go to this thing called the Yellow Pages, this big, I'm going to stop you there. Book. I'm going to assume you actually have never used the Yellow Pages, have you? You've heard this story. Some of us have been around for a bit longer than you have. I used the Yellow Pages back in the day. Have you actually ever used the Yellow Pages? I have seen the Yellow Pages. <laughs> I know that they exist. That'll do. It's not just some All mythical right, relic of the keep past. Going. Well, it's a relic. So, Keep going. It's definitely a relic now. So <laughs> those yellow pages, for those that aren't aware, was this big, enormous book that was about that thick. And yep. it was obviously yellow. And if you wanted a tradie, you would have to open it up to the relevant, say, plumbing mm-hmm. section or e- electrical section. Every plumbing company was called AAA Plumbing because it was in alphabetical <laughs> yeah, order. Right. And you would have to go one by one down that list in order to find someone that was available to do the job that you wanted at the time that you wanted and hopefully at the price Mm -hmm. that you wanted. 
Luckily, then the internet came along, made it a little bit easier. You could at least search, you know, show me all the all the electricians, and then that got extended to show me all the electricians in my area. And then review sites came that were allowing you to at least see what other people thought of such trading. So at each stage, the convenience for the person wanting to fill the job became less mm. and the amount of information available to them became more increased. So what that kind of led to is despite all of this evolution in increasing convenience and information for the customer, they were still at a big disadvantage because the they're still doing the majority of the work and they know the least about what needs to be done, which opened <laughs> them up to being overquoted, picking wrong, getting wrong tradespeople out, all of that type of thing. Enter high pages now, which I think forms the next step in the evolution of this directional arrow of progress where what it's essentially an online portal where where people who want something done around the house can go on there type in what they need to be done what their location is their how quickly they need it to be done and their general budgetary you know what how much they're willing to pay and then mm. high pages will find for them up to 3 tradies and they will get those tradies to contact the customer rather than the other way around. So that immediately makes it so much easier for the for the person seeking the job. They don't have to do the searching and then they get the, all these tradies contacting them and saying, hey, I can do it at X price, I can do it at Y price. And then that gives them choice. Okay, well, this person may cost $100. This person's saying $80. This one can do it sooner though and maybe that extra $20 is worth it to have someone sooner. So it's really increasing the choice for that customer and for tra- and for the tradies. It's a great re- it's a great source of leads and marketing and all of all of that. So uh, that's really making it exceptionally easy and it's why I like this business because I'm a big believer in businesses that are really finding ways to just they offer a clear value proposition to both parties. And I think, yeah. you know, it's easier for customers. It's a great lead generation tool for tradies. And from what I can see, and maybe we can get into this a little bit later, it's fairly cost effective for the for the tradies as well. Hmm. We will get into that, mate. It, it's, it reminds me, you talk about the directional arrow of progress. You talk about the evolution of what this is. My first thought was, oh, the evolution of search. And it kind of ends up, I mean, Yellow Pages, the original search engine is kind of a funny idea. But uh, if, you, if you think about it, you know, it's, it's not even search. It's it's the evolution of, of solutions, right? First, it was, okay, well, I've got to know what I want. I've got to know where to find. I've got to make the phone calls, get someone to come out. Maybe they do the job. Then search gets easier. Then, as you say, we're almost moving to that kind of, you know, the old thing of no one wants to buy a shovel. They want a hole. You know, you, you're, not, you're not buying the shovel because you want a shovel. You want a hole. And so if, if, if High Pages is in the business of delivering the solution, hole in the ground or a fixed electrical appliance or a repaired roof or whatever it is. I speak for someone who wants to have their roof repaired and I might check out high pages after this because I do have a hole in the roof that is repairing. Um, it, you know, it, it is the it is the evolution of the solution provision rather than even the search itself. And I don't mean that to sound uh, over the top or, or too, uh, you know, too euphemistic, but literally that is the case, right? The the You simply you want the problem fixed, you want the, the issue dealt with 
and and Hypage potentially does that. Let's let's go to that part of the, the the piece. Let's talk about why you like it. You've done a little bit of that, but talk me through the investment case for Hypage. Obviously, we're saying look, it's better than Yellow Pages, probably better than Google, maybe better than the review sites potentially. If this is the next evolution, that's part of the story. Obviously, if it is the future, you want to invest in the future, not the past. But why else do we like Hypages as an investment? Okay, so there are a bunch of a uh, bunch of legs in that in that. Um, so obviously I've went over the story and I think that story in itself is a very compelling one as to why I think this is a good investment opportunity now mm-hmm. and over the years ahead. So right. the way High Pages makes money is very interesting as well. So they are, they've essentially given up some of the potential growth that they can achieve for more yeah. regular and recurring consistent cash flow and revenue that they can count on. So rather than taking a fee on each job that is traded, each job that is filled Mm -hmm. and about 1.5 million jobs were filled on high pages in the last year, uh, they instead charge the tradies a a subscription fee. So they have a bunch of different tiers and the tradies can choose which one they want to choose. Each one come as the price goes up the amount of options available to them, how many postcodes they can service, all of that type of stuff, you know, allow, you know, so they can choose, well, I only want to deal with one postcode, so maybe I just choose the the lower tier, whereas some others, potentially the bigger bigger businesses and the ones that really want to get the most jobs out of it, they can go up to the highest tier and I think have up to about five or six different postcodes that they will be part of that, algorithm when that spits out, hey, here's who we think you should hire. So like I said, they would probably be able to grow revenue at a faster clip if they took fees Mm -hmm. from the jobs being filled because that means, you know, a tradie can only sign up once, but they can do multiple jobs in a year. So that's basically, I think, to summarize that. But I like the fact that they're going for this consistent approach. Firstly, it offers, I think, greater value to the tradies and especially the highest value tradies because they can go, okay, we're going to budget our advertising for the year at X and we know that's how it's what it's going to stay and then you know we'll see how many jobs we can get from that. And I think at this stage in the cycle, that makes complete sense because we're still hmm. in the early days of, you know, this iteration where, you know, this kind of product is going to going to be, uh, you know, increasingly more popular in the future than it is now. And hmm. it's important, I think, for High Pages to establish itself as the dominant player, as the dominant brand in that that niche, because as we've seen with other with other companies like realestate.com, um, Seek, uh, car sales, getting that market leadership is a really big deal because you create that network effect where you're going to have the most the most people searching your, your site for jobs, which is therefore going to attract the most tradies, which is therefore going to attract, again, more customers and then more tradies. And it's just this self-reinforcing loop that, I think in this type of market is very difficult for mm. a competitor to beat once it has that foothold because it's just that it's that share of mind. 
you know, people go, I need to find a job. I know what I will do. I'll go on high pages. I want to f- see what houses are for sale in my area. I'll go on realestate.com. I'm looking for a job. I'll check seek. You know, once you get to that point, it is you become a really exceptional business and a, a very profitable one too because in this case, being completely online, as that revenue grows, costs don't necessarily increase at the same at the same rate. So as that revenue continues to grow and grow solidly, it's, it's averaging about 20% revenue growth over the last few years. Your profit margins are probably going to increase with that. And then eventually you can expect to have this really powerful, really high profit, high cash flow generation business. And that is what I'm hoping high pages will become. Now they've talked about also you know, adding new features in the future to help kind of continue that growth. But the mm. home improvement market is already a huge market. Just, you know, just think about how, how many jobs every single day tradies are doing around Australia and just mm. come up with a figure and it's pretty enormous. So right. Right. if high pages can become that, that default, that category killer, that some of these other similar companies are like realestate.com and seek, as I've mentioned, mm. that's, mm. that's a future that I'm really excited about. So it's a, it's a land grab now that hopefully bears lots of fruit down the track. It's interesting you mentioned car sales too, mate. I, I think it was car point, but I, I, I will stand corrected. Um, it basically said, okay, you can list your car for free then. Okay, just, just make it free. They were so desperate for traffic. They pretty much undermined their own business model just to get the eyeballs and it still didn't work because the, the, the sellers knew where the buyers were, the buyers knew where the sellers were. If you're a seller, you're like, well, I'm probably not going to take it away from car sales because I want to make sure I'm there where the buyers are. And if the buyers are already there, do I really want to list it a second time, even if it's free? Probably not. And so you see plenty of those job site aggregators, the same thing. When you're going to go to Seek anyway, well, I could use an aggregator, but why would I bother? All the good employees are on Seek, the, the good employers are on Seek, so why go to that second party? And I said, when, when it was free on car, on car point, I'm pretty sure it was car point, and they still couldn't win the war, uh, tells you exactly how valuable that that land grab is. And frankly, as you said, um, we've seen some of the profit growth of some of the car sales and REA businesses before realestate.com, of course, uh, owned by REA Group. Um, we've seen some of the, the you know, the, the, the dramatic profit growth in those businesses because once you capture the customers, you've got massive amounts of pricing power. So I see the attractiveness of, of something like high pages, if they can get there first uh, and own that marketplace, it may well be an unassailable lead or at least a very, very good chance of it. So it's an attractive idea. Um, curious as to the valuation, Matt, while we're here, um, how, do you, how do you see the valuation relative to that long-term future potential? Okay, well, uh, the thing with uh, also that's worth noting with high pages is it's a brand new listing. It only uh, it only hit the right. ASX in November 2020. So there's not a huge yeah. history of financials for people to to look at and to kind of gauge. Mm. But and it since then too, its share, its share price is up significantly. So I've got no doubt people will look at this and go, "Have I missed? Mm. Have I missed the boat?" Um, I don't think so. Otherwise, I wouldn't be wouldn't be speaking about it right now. <laughs> but. <laughs> I look at it this way and so it's still in the very early days. It's still building that revenue growth. Uh, It's only just kind of ticked into profitability. So, you know, PE ratios and all of that are not going to be a huge, um, not going to be a huge thing right now. But when you think through the size of the market 
and what it can potentially do. And then you also look at what some of the uh, some some of the multiples that these sites that I've been comparing it to your real estate doc, mm. you know, your REA groups and your SEEKs uh, and your mm. car sales. Uh, you know, I think I don't think that it's necessarily expensive right now. Obviously, if you're in the game of hoping, you know, that you make a quick, you know, a quick fire, you know, whatever, choose your choose whatever percentage comes into your head, this is not going to be one of those companies. This is a long-term yeah. story company. We, we're hoping that over time this can continue to build and gain more and more of that home improvement market and therefore getting more and more of those tradies onto their mm-hmm. onto that platform. And that is when you know, that's this company's really going to hit its stride. And that might be five years down the track. It could even be a little bit more. Um, Mm. It is getting, it is starting to get, it is starting to really invest in marketing. Anyone who's ever watched Mm. The Block will know that you can't go through an episode without (laughs) hearing the high pages name or seeing the logos on the builder's shirts and things like that. They also have a whole bunch of other partnerships with uh, people like Bunnings and the Department of Education and things like that that right. help funnel more jobs onto the platform. So okay. they are really trying to set themselves up as that central figure. And as I say, if it can do that, then I think today it is still it's still an extremely cheap and extremely compelling investment opportunity. Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. Let's talk about some of the risks. We always do a risk section with every single recommendation we make, and though we're giving one away for free here on the podcast and the YouTube channel, uh, we're not going to deviate from that. So let's go with some of the risks, mate. Just explain to me, if you would, why either you might avoid high page or simply one some of the things you're looking at and making sure don't go wrong that might otherwise necessitate selling that position. Well, as I said, it's still early days, um, both in Highpage's life as a listed company. So we don't have that Mm. long history that many investors like to see in order to kind of understand its true financial position. You know, there's still a couple of years after IPO, there can still be some little quirks that are are (laughs) available with IPOs and like people selling out, um, all of that type of stuff. Uh, So... There is always going to be that little bit of murkiness now, but mm-hmm. also looking at it elsewhere, just in the in its product life at the moment, it's still relatively young, and a lot of a, a lot of this market at the moment is still going through the older channels rather than through high pages. Mm-hmm. Now the risk is mm-hmm. that it doesn't change; people just will continue to go. I'll just Google plumbers near me and see what pops up. And, you know, I can read the reviews, I can make that choice and I'll just call them <laughs> and, and do that. Uh, the other risk is because it's early, someone could come along with a better mousetrap, you know, a better mm-hmm. way of doing things that even High Pages is doing that just all of a sudden gets everyone's attention, both the people trying to fill the jobs and the tradies that are going to do the job. And right. this network effect, which we've seen in the past, and you only have to look at, think of names like... Uh, you know, MySpace, for example, once had a huge network effect. Now no one uses them. You know, I've always said, you know, the good thing about network effects is they can make you, put you in a really strong position in in your industry. The bad thing about, um, the only thing that network effects really kind of protect you, though, when things get bad, is this long and slow decline. It typically, 
when something like this gets beaten, it tends to be done really quickly. Uh, so that's probably the biggest risk at the moment. And there are other companies that are trying to do this, um, both in that niche that High Pages is focused on, as well as bigger companies like Airtasker um, that are trying to like that's be course, that right. that services that services portal for like anything. Um, yeah. you know, whether you want someone to walk your dog or someone to paint your house. Uh, yeah. you know, so there is that still, there is a bit of a kind of, it's going to be a bit of a wrestle over the next few years to see who can come out. I think high pages mm-hmm. with its single focus is, has a good chance of being that for the home improvement market. The other risk that comes to mind is reputation risk. Now, high pages isn't liable for for the work done by the tradies that take a job on that on that platform. But if you get a dodgy builder coming in and it doesn't matter whether High Pages is liable or not, your trust in High Pages is going to go down. And that's something they have absolutely zero control for. They can say that, you know, we review, you know, we review kind of the our tradies and if we get complaints and things like that, we can look into it. But at the end of the day, you might not get a second chance with most compu- most customers. Uh, so that's another one. And generally as well, uh, we've got just general economics, you know, the general economic situation. If people aren't comfortable wanting to do home renovations or spending money, you know, to do things to their house, it doesn't matter how good High Pages is. And... I mean that's true for most businesses, really. But hmm. it's just something to something to think about. There is going to be a cyclical element to to high pages because you know if we're in a poor economic climate and everyone's worried about you know where the next dollar is going to come from, you have a choice of I can feed my family or I can paint the house. That's a that's a pretty obvious. There's a pretty obvious winner to that. So yeah. those are the main risks, and then. You know, I'll just talk about churn, uh, customer churn, or you know, in normal speak, you know, the tr- tradies that sign up and then just say this isn't valuable enough to me. I'll do something else. Obviously, right. because it's a subscription revenue business, its key driver is going to be how many tradies sign up to that, because mm-hmm. it is not yeah. clipping those fees off every job. It is just getting more money from. Signing up new tradies and getting the getting its existing tradies to sign up to higher tiers of membership, mm-hmm. so it needs to continue offering that value proposition for it to keep growing. I think so. I think monthly churn is about two and a half three percent. I think they kind of calculate what they call their acquisition costs, um, customer acquisition costs, using a an annual churn rate of thirty five percent. That feels quite high. Uh, they it say does. that is overstated, but, um, and obviously yeah. because it's early days that it could, mm. you know, there's a very good chance that that comes down in the future and I hope so. I think that would be, that would again be a big driver of value. Uh, but if it can't keep tradies and definitely can't keep its highest tier, highest quality tradies, then mm. kind of the whole promise of high pages gets really, really difficult to deliver on. Nice one, mate. You've summarised the risks beautifully. We come to that part in our episode where I ask you to spend, well, I say 60 seconds, ends up being somewhere between 30 and 90, as I joke every week, to give us our elevator pitch. Mate, if you were stuck in an elevator with an investor and you had to make a 60-second pitch 
to buy shares in high pages. Wrap it up for us, mate. What's the elevator pitch for an investment in high pages? The code is HPG. So high pages is a company that is, in my view, offering the next iteration of evolution in its particular market. It is fixing some of the inefficiencies by forcing mm. a lot of onus on the people that have the less the least amount of information in order to you know, decide which way to go. And that is going to put itself in a very powerful position. If it can keep growing, it has the potential to become the de facto kind of the category killer in that industry, like we see with Seek and employment, for example. And with that, not only should the company continue to grow at a rapid, uh, I, won't, I won't say rapid, but at a decent rate, you know, over the next five to 10 years, but take up more and more of an enormous market. And with that too, should come increased cash flow, increased profits, all the things that help drive a share price higher because the value of the business is getting higher and higher along with it. There you go, fools. Andrew Leggett with a very smart, very thoughtful and very informative take on a business that I haven't looked enough into, High Pages. I might, as I said, use them this afternoon to... Uh, Check in on how I can get my roof fixed. I had a branch come through it. I guess that's the benefit too, mate. It's not cyclical, right? If a branch falls off a tree and puts a hole in your roof, uh, you're going to have to replace it because whether you want to feed the kids or not, you're gonna, they're going to get wet. So it's a, uh, it has some degree of at least counter-cyclicality or at least acyclicality at least. Unless you just want a new water feature. <laughs> exactly, that's right. Not an attractive one at that. Well, thank you for spending some time with us on this week's Stock of the Week. You can get more from us right across the socials. If you're already on the YouTube channel, check out our podcast. Motley Fool Money, just search for that in your app store. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you for that. But don't forget to check out our YouTube channel because there's plenty more where this is coming from, including Stocks in Focus, including our media appearances, our favorite investment books, which is a new and pretty popular new series. I've got a couple of ideas too, Andrew. I'll be hitting you up after this for a new video idea. So stay tuned for that. Jump on the YouTube channel and see where Andrew pops up next. If you're on Twitter, you can follow Andrew. It's just at Andrew Leggett. Am I right there, mate? That's it, yep. Beautiful. At Andrew Leggett. You can follow The Motley Fool on Twitter or Insta at The Motley Fool AU. You can follow me on Twitter or Insta at TMF Scott P. If you're on Facebook, check out Scott Phillips Money or The Motley Fool Australia. Just whack those in your search bar on Facebook and you'll find both of those pages. Thanks again for watching, Fools. And until next time, Fool on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under financial services licence 400691. Listener.